Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I've entitled today's message, Build to Last. Build to Last. I'm believing that today, as we break apart the promises of God, and solidify them in our lives, make them a part of our everyday life. I truly believe you're gonna build something that lasts through the storm. You're gonna build something that is foundational, steadfast, that not only you, but your family and generations to come will be able to find hope and find peace in this thing you are going to build. So let's build it together. I wanna look at verse one uh, first. And it says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now the word dwell there means to make a home. Now the word dwell there simply means to make a home, to create a space of habitat, to have a place where you know you can live in this time. It is so important to invite Jesus in, but we have to learn how to host him how to create a space that we know how to go to by default. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago where we talked about our default being praised, our new normal being rejoicing. And these days it can be normal to have those times where it's hard to find praise. It's hard to find the words to say. And that's where you find how to dwell in the Most High. The Bible says that He rides the wings of praise. He inhabits the praises of His people that when we worship him, when we praise him, God is attracted to it. He's like a magnet to it. He comes and he dwells in that space. Now, we always have music going on in our house. I mean, continually, it's nonstop. It's so bad that whenever there isn't music, my kids are like, it's so quiet in here. It's just gotten to the point where we always have music and we love good music. There are times we'll break out into dance parties because music sets an atmosphere. We always have praise on because we know what that brings with it, that the Lord dwells on that praise. I can tell you when the music is on, when we invite the worship in and get our praise on, and sometimes it's dancing and shouting, other times it's just sitting and soaking and knowing who God is. Why do we do this? We want to set an atmosphere of worship. We want to set the mood and the tone of our house. And this is intentional. It's not something that happens by accident. This is something that you have to set as a default. Where you dwell, where you stay, and where you ground yourself is intentionally built. So right now, more than ever, it's time to turn on the worship. It's time to turn on praise. And in this time, it can be hard to find the words to say. So I always say, if you can't find the words to say, find someone who does have the words that you can grab a hold of. The easiest way to do that is turn worship on. As soon as you turn that praise on, it gives voice to the praise inside of your heart. It gives a voice to what you need to be lifting up to heaven. It speaks hope into your home. And in that, the presence of God is attached to that praise. What a strategic default button that you can have as a power. The Bible says that when we dwell in the Most High, 
we rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I love this scripture because even in the darkness, it just proves that he's near. Let that set in for a sec. Because when you're in Jesus, it doesn't matter what's happening around you. Even the darkness, even the shadows prove he is close. He is about you and you find rest. Now the word for that is peace. So much peace that you're restful in your soul. This is great news for us to know that Jesus is alive and he is near. And so we have to learn how to dwell in his presence. Default it. Turn on the worship music, invite the praise into your house. I believe in this so much that we've created a playlist to make it easy for you. If you don't know where to start, hey, we got a couple hours of praise. If you go to Change Church on Spotify, you'll find a playlist that will invade your space with the presence of God, invade it with hope, invade it with who he is. And right now you need that more than ever to dwell in the most high. So we gotta learn that, how to dwell in him, that even in the shadow, we rest. Even in the darkness, whatever comes our way, we rest in him. Isn't that great? Let's move on to verse two. It says, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. Let's go on to verse two. It says, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Now he says, I will say of the Lord. So that means they're having a conversation. It's somebody talking to somebody else about the Lord. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my place of shelter, the place I run to when danger or peril is upon me. I will call upon the Lord. So this is what we do with each other right now. We have got to speak hope into the situation. It is important right now that we as God's people speak hope hope. I need some hope givers. Come on, I need you to step up as hope givers. Maybe you don't have hope and today maybe you tuned in and you you need hope. That's okay. Receive hope today. Receive hope in this word. But if you have hope, I need you to share it. I need you to give it because now more than ever, people need hope. They need to hear from you. Who is the Lord to you? And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge right now, more than ever. We need people who dwell in the Most High. We need those who find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. We need those who can speak hope out of experience. And right now, more than ever, we need people to give life. Next week, we're starting a series, Red Letter Edition. And it's all about Jesus's words, what he spoke to situations and what he speaks to us today how to handle what we're going through, how he spoke to storms, how he spoke to disaster. And we're gonna see the power of Jesus' words. Can I just encourage you? There are people in your sphere that need to hear this hope. They need to hear the word. They need Jesus right now more than ever. And you are the answer. You're the hope giver. And let's be real, right now, you don't have to walk up and hand them an invite. You can just text them. And the worst thing that's gonna happen is they're just gonna say, I didn't get your text. And you're gonna be like, you did it. Right now is a great opportunity for the church to rise up, to invite, to speak life, to speak hope, to invite people into community that gives hope, the true hope, the real hope, the life that's in Christ. Our words right now need to come out of place of praise. 
of a place of knowing how to worship God, of knowing how to lift his name up and make him dwell where we are. You know, when we first got our house, we invited the world over. We had everybody over, get some food, play some games, just chill. Like we just love to have people over to our house. They didn't come by accident. They didn't just show up. We had to invite them. And so right now, but the crazy thing is, these people didn't just show up uninvited. They had an invite. And right now, to have him dwell in your home, you have to invite him in. And this is just intentionally putting on the praise. Let's go to verse three. It says, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Right now, more than ever, we need to buckle our faith to the promises of God, to know that he is for us right now, that his presence goes before us. I was looking at our mana jar and in it I found this golf ball and our mana jar is full of miracles that have happened in our life. Right now, we need to dwell on, we need to look at the fact that God saves. He is the miracle worker. He is the great I am. And today I would love to build your faith. This golf ball represents a lump that was in my throat and it was a duck cyst. And the doctors looked at it and said, you know, it's not going down, we need to do surgery. And uh, so they were looking at doing surgery and a couple days before we were praying and believing for a miracle. And literally the day before I went in to get surgery, this sucker was gone. Jesus had healed me. God had done a miracle. What they had spoken of as impossible was now a miracle. Can I just tell you that we serve a God who sits on the throne. He is all powerful, almighty. I wanna inspire faith in you that in this time, have faith in the God who moves and the God who moves mountains. I wanna increase your faith to believe that God can move in your life. That no matter the situation, no matter what looks impossible, and you might be facing an impossible situation right now, can I tell you, look through the lens of faith. God is a God of miracles and he wants to move in our life. And if we will make him the shelter over our lives, if we will make him our refuge, or the word refuge means shelter from harm, danger, peril. And so when we turn to him and make him our refuge, he says, I will save you. I will be about you. I will dwell with you and you will find rest in my shadow. So today, I don't know what you're facing, but know that God is for you. Let your faith increase. Look through the lens of faith today. And verse four and five says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And verse five says, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Now the arrows that fly by day are the enemy's thoughts. They're the ones that want to creep in. They're the what ifs, they're the doubts. They're the things that cause us unrest. And when we entertain them, when we allow those things in, it becomes fear for us at night. All of a sudden you wake up in the middle of the night with the, what if this happens? And oh my word, this is so big. Or you wake up in the middle of the morning and all of a sudden you have all this fear grip you because of the arrows of day. But if you learn how to host the presence of God, how to make him your dwelling, to be under his wings. When you do that, he's like a shield. 
like the Bible says that we have the shield of faith, which, which extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You extinguish all the thoughts that try to creep in, all the things and doubts that try to hit your mind and hit your heart. When you have faith, when you look through the lens of faith, when you start to look to Jesus, when you start to look to him, have him abide in your space, say, God, we need you here. We need you in our home. We need you to be in our space. Then he protects you from anything that would try to come in and cause fear to grip you. How we combat the arrows that the enemy throws, the thoughts that try to come at us, is we combat it with the word of God. When the devil tried to come at Jesus, that's how Jesus answered, with the word of God, because it's steadfast, it's solid. And right now, more than ever, you need the truth of God. You need the word of God to sit in that promise and truth of what he says. I want you to read this song, read it daily. Have it be something that is a part of your daily routine to remind yourself of the truth of God, that he is for you, not against you. He is your shelter and your refuge in time of chaos. He is the one who guards you and saves you from all the fear and terrors and things that try to creep in. He is the solid rock. Right now we need to learn the art of being cradled by the Father in the middle of truth. I'm not gonna lie, right now there can be moments where it's overwhelming. The thoughts of everything can just invade your space. But it's in those moments you have to grab a hold of the word, to grab a hold of a truth and say, you know what, God? I'm starting to fear it now, but you cover me with your feathers and under your wings I find refuge. Right, just taking it right out of the scripture. And your faithfulness will be my shield and rampart. So God, you shield me. No matter what I'm thinking right now, no matter what I'm overwhelmed with, right now I find rest in you. I know that you're gonna shield me. I will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. This is a truth you can just build your life upon and get cradled in the Father's arms saying, God, I need to trust you right now. I need to lean into you and let his arms of truth, let his arms of protection, let his arms of love surround you. I hope you're feeling that even right now as you watch this. You're feeling the embrace of the Father, his protection around you, that you find that peace and it's the peace that passes understanding. And what that simply means is that when the things of life don't make sense, his peace doesn't make sense. It's outside the boundary lines of our ability to understand it that when circumstances are so out of whack, we still have a peace and it doesn't make sense. But his peace passes understanding. It passes circumstance. It passes storms. And there's something to be said about protecting your mind at night, protecting your day. It's the first and the last thing you do. And I think we need to ask ourselves, how do we go to bed and how do we wake up? What's the first thing we put our mind to in the morning? What's the last thing we put our mind to when we go to bed? You know, for some of us, we need the habit of gazing at Jesus before we go to bed. And the first thing when we get out of bed, to gaze at him again, to read his word, to get in his presence, turn on some worship music, to get in his presence and dwell there so that the rest of the day is covered by that presence. That when you go to bed, you protect your night by the last thing that you do is you turn to heaven and say, Jesus, cover me, 
Thank you so much for being my God and love on him. Praise him. I just praise you for this day and that you cover yourself with the presence of God, that you, the last thing that you think about is dwelling in the shadow of the Most High. Let's look at verse 9 and 10. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. I don't know where you're getting your information right now. You might be getting it from social media, from the news, but we have to be smart right now of where we dwell, of where we put up our residence. And sometimes our mind space can be overtaken by the thoughts of what's going on in our world right now. And we can dwell there put down the tent pegs and stay in it. You have to be mindful. You have to guard your gates and be okay to know what's going on, but don't dwell there. To know the happenings all around us, but don't stay there. We have to counter it with the word of God. We have to counter it with the truth. We have to counter it with the presence of God and learn to have his Holy Spirit abide with us, to dwell with us, to live with us. We went to a concert when we were youth pastors with our youth group. And the second night in, all of a sudden, it starts raining. And when I say raining, I don't mean just a little trickle. It starts downpouring. Now, what I didn't know about tent making is that you needed to put a tarp underneath. And a laugh, you probably knew that, but I didn't. And so in the middle of the night, we are starting to get wet. And it's a time where everything's getting soaked our sleeping bags. All the kids are starting to cry now. And now I'm like, oh boy, let's go. Everybody in the van. So we all get into the van. It's two in the morning. Everybody's tired and cranky and they're all soaked. And I'm like, oh my goodness. We're looking out the window at our tent. Now there's a difference between being in a shelter looking at the storm or being in the storm looking at the shelter. See, here's the deal. You need to know what's going on. We need to be wise in how we make decisions, how we treat life right now. We have to be in wisdom. But at the same time, we have to have our shelter in God's presence. Because when we have our shelter in his presence, we look out at the world. We don't come from the world and look into God's presence. It's flipped. We're dwelling in the most high, knowing what's happening, being aware but being in the presence of God, because the closer we get to Jesus, the more we take shelter in him, the more we'll understand what to do when crisis hits. I could see very clearly from the van that my tent needs something underneath it to keep us dry. But I couldn't see that in the midst of the storm. I had to get in protection. And when you get in the presence of God, all of a sudden your filters, your sensors work properly. You can see life with the truth of God. You can see life through clarity. You can see life through peace and hope, not in fear and anxiety. You don't see it through chaos. You see it through clarity. Right now, more than ever, you need to create a space, build a home that lasts, build a space that the peace of God resides and that hope is in control. And we can learn a lot from verse 11. It says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. I love this scripture. When you grab a hold of what he's saying here, there's another part in the Psalms where it talks about how the angels are attentive to the word of God. You have to understand something. The angels are on mission to accomplish the word of God. So the word of God stands true. You can argue with it. You can agree with it or not. 
but it is what's happening. It's what's taking place. The word of God stands firm and that's what the angels are on mission to do. So what we need to learn is when we start to pray with scripture attached to our prayers, when we start to read the word and make it a prayer, we align ourselves with what the angels are on mission to do. When you partner your prayers with the Word of God, you jump on board to the course that the angels are already on. You get into the same direction, the same motion. We start flowing in what God is doing. Start being effective in the way that we pray over our families. We start being effective in the way that we speak life into those around us. We start being effective in seeing miracles take place and looking through the lens of faith because we know the angels are attentive to the prayers that we pray with the power of God's word. And then verse 13, it turns from this being protected to now us being the ones who are flowing in the power of God. Verse 13 says, you will tread upon lions and cobras. You will trample on the great lion and the serpent. Now, who's the lion and serpent? The Bible says the devil prowls around like a lion looking for who he can devour. The Bible also calls the devil a snake. And so what this is saying is we have the authority and the power. Let me encourage you. You have the authority and the power to trample on any plans that are against you. You have been given the right the freedom, when you dwell in the shadow of the Most High, when He is your King, when you say, Jesus, come on and you reign here, He gives you the right then to stomp on anything that is trying to come against you. In fact, the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, tells us that we don't have weapons that the world does. We have weapons of divine power. The difference between our weapons is that we can demolish all strongholds and all arguments set up against the knowledge of God, of knowing who He is, His power and authority. This is great news because we are clothed in power. You are clothed in power. And right now, in the middle of this time, no matter what's facing you, you have the hope and power of Jesus inside of you. You can speak life. You can trample on plans that the enemy is trying to set up against you. You know, in this safety, in this place of freedom, in this place when we find hope and rest, it's made for us to set others free. It's not made just to keep us safe. It's made for us to act in it, to activate it. Like we talked about last week of leveling up, of making our prayers effective and powerful to invade earth with heaven. That's why right now as a church, we made a hundred masks and delivered them to the first responders. That's why we've created resources for the parents who are at home, for those who need to be mentally and physically healthy through this. That's why we're stocking groceries. We're doing something with our freedom. You are doing something with your freedom. We are moving to set others free, to help those that are affected. And we decided right now, we're going to make 2 Chronicles 7.14 the promise that we partner with and we're praying into existence. We decided that that is the promise we're jumping into. 
Second Chronicles 7, 14, it says, if my people called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face. Now there's the intimacy part. There's the dwelling in the most high. There's the, when we create a space for his presence to reign and, and create power in our prayers by marrying with the word of God, we start knowing the truth and walking in it. We start loving on our father. In the midst of that relationship with Jesus, things come to the surface and it says, those who turn from their wicked ways. I truly believe that conviction comes from your relationship with Jesus. He's the gentle father who loves you exactly where you are. But when you're in the middle of the relationship with him, he points things out that will distract you from being fully effective, distract you from being fully alive in your purpose. And it's in that moment that we learn to turn from our wicked ways saying, that's, that's not what I need. It's not what I want. It's actually hurting my purpose in life. It's actually hurting the way that I'm pursuing my father. It says, if my people will do all that humble, seek and pray and turn from the wicked ways, the promise is that he will hear from heaven, forgive our sins and heal our land. Yeah, what a promise. We're getting bold with that. In fact, we've set our alarms, 714 for the 714 promise. 714 a.m., 714 p.m. And I invite you, even today, once you set a repeated alarm, just every day to go off, 714 a.m., 714 p.m. And when this alarm goes off, we all in unison lift up our voice in power with the word of God, engaging in that power to go with all the angels that are on mission with that word, saying, God, heal our land. And that's a promise that maybe some of you need to pray over your family right now. God, heal our land. God, point out anything in our lives that might distract us from being full on intimate with you, full on in love with you, full on feeling your presence to the max. God, point those things out so we can turn from that stuff that's distracting, turn from that stuff and purify us so that you will hear from heaven and heal our land. We're standing in the gap with our freedom, using our freedom to set others free. I want to close with verse 14. It says, but he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him and will protect him for he acknowledges my name. There's protection and freedom in the love of the father. Anne is one of the greatest huggers in the other day. She came up to me and gave me the biggest hug and just said, daddy, I love you. She'll do this sporadically throughout the day. She'll just come up and be like, Daddy, I just love you. Daddy, I just love our family. Daddy, I just love, love, love. She's the best. And so we have this gratitude journal that we write back and forth with the kids, just some things we see in their life that we're proud of or things that we're grateful for inside of them, things we see that we want to encourage and prophesy over. And so we write these little letters. So the other day I wrote Tane, I love your hugs. They fill daddy's bucket. It makes me feel so good. And it's when she read it, she ran right to me and was like, daddy, I love you. Oh, it filled me up. And don't you know, in that moment when she embraces me, I embrace her and my arms are so much stronger than hers. I bring so much more protection than she could ever do to me. And when we embrace the father, what we have to understand is his arms of protection surround us. His arms of protection go way beyond what we could ever give to him because we can never do enough to earn his love. 
You could never do enough good works to get to the Father or to get to his grace and mercy. No, no, he has to come to you. And the invitation is always open. He's always ready to surround you. He says, because they love me, I will rescue and protect them. And this isn't a God being distant. It's a God who is waiting. It's a God who is waiting to embrace. A God who's saying, hey, if you'll come to me, I'm ready to protect you. I'm ready to rescue you. In the midst of my love, you find protection. And when his arms are around me, they're so much stronger. There's so much more in his embrace than I could ever offer him. And today he wants to embrace you, that you build a space that lasts. We're going to last through this storm. We're going to make it out. But to know that, hey, no matter what comes, no matter what we face, that the arms of the Father are there for our good. And once we get the relationship down with him, we gain heaven's perspective. When we start to call, Hosanna, Hosanna, help us, save us. We put that branch of life down, knowing that we're setting a foundation for our houses. We're setting a foundation for Jesus to walk on, for Jesus to come in and usher in his peace. And that's what we're intentionally doing. We're building a space for Jesus to come. We're making a place where he abides, where we abide in the Holy Spirit. That's how we were made to be. When Jesus went up, he said, hey, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a person that's going to remind you of me and my words, what I spoke over you. We're laying down the branches of faithfulness, saying, God, I want to put down things intentionally. I want to set a mode of worship in my house. I want to set the word of God in my spirit. I want to partner my prayers with that powerful word. And when we do that, we set a place for God to usher in his peace. It's a foundational thing. In closing today, I want to invite you to embrace the Father, to practice the presence, to turn your gaze, say, Daddy, I love you. I need to feel your embrace and to feel that love of the Father. In that love, feel the peace, feel the reassurance, feel the faithfulness of God, that no matter what you're facing right now, no matter what you're looking at in the face as your giant or your mountain that looks so beyond what you can face in this season to know that God is for you. So the worship team is going to play and we're going to go back into that promise that he is for us. He is with us. His favor rests on us. And if you need to feel that peace in your life, I invite you to say yes to Jesus, to invite him into your life. There's a team waiting to pray with you and to take you to that next step. Would you just click that button? Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to his invitation to come into a relationship with him. We would love to help you take those next steps in having that peace and hope in your life. So I encourage you today, don't do life alone. Push that button. Let someone walk with you in this journey. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.